0: This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. 네 the Ay- Pierce. Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my got to young up what's up what's up what's up how we doing how we doing and welcome to episode 149 episode 149 of the banner banter podcast i'm your host and favorite boston celtic season ticket holder timmy g how's everyone doing you can find me on the twitter machine at banner banter 18 or on facebook and instagram at banner banter podcast and as you know i'm part of the big night media team with some awesome podcasts like a chance to strive music you're missing it's always something with jd 30 flirting and surviving let's be clear with kayla burnt toast i'm the promoter he's the dj drinks after work eat the damn cake those girls you know The Marky P Show, Boston Uncommon, and a couple more podcasts on the way. And don't forget to check out Big Night Breaks every, basically every single night on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you like sports cards, they do nightly sports card breaks. And they also own a card store down at Patriot Place, Card the Card Vault. And there's a few more on the way. And, oh yeah, Timmy Ticket Tuesday. Some guy named Timmy, who works over at Big Night Live, gives away free tickets every single night. Tuesday. And this week, if you're listening, he will also be giving away free Celtics tickets and free 50 cent tickets. So I would tune in. Thanks so much. And don't forget to go to bignightshop.com. Yep, bignightshop.com. Click the Big Night Media tab. Get yourself some banner banter podcast merchandise. Thanks so much. So before we begin, if you would like to sing happy birthday to me you are more than welcome to do so that's right today is my birthday turning 37 years old I, I feel very old' um, I'm, I'm basically bald at this point my back hurts and life goes on but yeah uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you sing happy birthday to me um, you know maybe I'll just talk about something random like you know market basket cake has cocaine in it um, in in my opinion because it's so good it's so addicting um, it's it's lovely I've never done cocaine in my life so I wouldn't know but if that's what it tastes like, I, it's good. Wow. Um, Anyways, um, I don't know what just happened while you were singing happy birthday to me, but here we are. I can't wait to have a market basket frosting cake because it's so good. So, so good. Anyways, the current state of the Boston Celtics, like we always start off the podcast, Marcus is healthy, um, but he is in health and safety protocols with COVID. You know, no one's really mentioned how sick he is or how not sick, he is. So I'm gonna say he's healthy, but unfortunately, is in health and safety protocol and should be back Wednesday, if not sooner. So we'll we'll see. You know, Marcus, he'll he's probably ready to go right now. He's probably battling COVID, fretting it off like it's absolutely nothing. But I hope Marcus and his family are okay. And then the Time Lord, Rob Williams. He didn't play on Monday against the New Orleans Pelicans because he became a father for the first time. And we know I am a Team Time Lord guy from day one. And it's so funny to see all the people tweet out like, oh, I've been a Time Lord fan from day one. Um, if you have to say that, you're not. I say it to just brag. Because I have been, and if you listen to this podcast, you know I have been for a really, really long time. And because of that, you know what? We're going to spice things up a little bit and do this early. So hit the music. And now it is time for the Celtics stud. And the Celtics dud. Of the week. Okay, episode 149, stud and dud of the week. The stud for episode 149 is the Time Lord, a.k.a. Rob Williams, a.k.a. Lob Williams. In the four games last week that he played, he averaged 32 minutes, 11 points, 12 boards, Two blocks, two and a half assists, one steal, ninety-two percent shooting from the free throw line. Let me say that again: ninety-two percent shooting from the free throw line and seventy percent from the field. Now, what did I mention those that ninety-two percent from the free throw line? Well, number one, he hit four massive free throws late in the Bulls game because, first of all, let's just talk about the Bulls game very quickly. The Bulls did not have Caruso, Ball or Levine, and the Celtics almost lost the game. They had DeMar DeRozan, who's so freaking good. They had Vujicic, who is so freaking good. And then they had... Um, um, Oh, yeah, I have no idea who else, but the Celtics almost lost that basketball game. But with that being said, the Time Lord, a.k.a. Rob Williams, hit four massive beyond-clutch free throws to extend the lead for the Boston Celtics to make sure that they got that W. And it was very impressive to see because... I haven't seen clutch free throws from anyone on this basketball team in a long, long time, especially J- Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown, for whatever reason, loves to miss fourth quarter free throws, and it absolutely drives me drives me nuts. Now, uh, back to the time lord real quick. Out of those twelve rebounds that he averaged, he averaged four offensive rebounds per game. I am not a huge fan of the tap outs because I think they can lead to cherry picking easy layups, as we like to call. Uh, and you know, back in the day, if someone like didn't play. Um, defense and they just stood at the other end of the court. We call it cherry picking. But that's why I don't like the tap outs, but I also understand like why they work as well. And I think Marcus does a good job preparing for it. I think Dennis Schroeder does a good job preparing for it. Like if they see a missed shot and they're not crashing the offensive boards, they're ready for a tap out because it could be you know an easy catch fast break points a lot of da. i'm all over the place it's my birthday i i really don't want to put in any effort today whatsoever now as much as rob was fantastic defensively offensively clutch and how much he's improved this year how he's become a leader how he has handled some somewhat i don't want to say harsh words but definitely some words from ime adoka in the public about you know, some of the things that he may do incorrectly at times. I think he's grown up and matured very well now that he's becoming a father. What the, the fact that Time Lord is, like, if you think about it, the guy missed his f- very first practice, missed a press conference, the whole nine yards. Now he is one of the most important players for this Boston Celtics team. Going into that Pelicans game on Monday, the Celtics are 4-5 and five without Time Lord. Now they're 5-5 five and five because they did get the win. But... That just shows the importance of Time Lord. Now you could be upset about the double big lineup, blah 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 blah. Maybe Grant Williams number twelve should start instead because he kind of spreads the floor out more. La da 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 da. But Rob Williams is in, arguably, in my opinion, the third most important player on this team behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. No questions asked. Don't pass go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. Now, here's the thing. I wish Rob Williams would post up more and be more of an offensive threat. But that's not his game right now. He is growing year by year. And what he has done this year for this team has been unreal. So I just want to say congrats on being a dad. Thanks for being you, Rob Williams. But eventually you're going to have to learn to catch the ball on the elbow. Maybe shoot it. Maybe body down someone. Back him down into the paint. Dunk on him. Because the whole handoff lob thing eventually is going to get caught on by a lot of nba teams and you may not be pro- as productive but i'm loving what i'm seeing from Raw williams especially last week now the dot of the week is Ime doka yes the coach listen the team came out to play versus the pacers Twice last week and the Pelicans yesterday, which is just lovely. But those teams suck and they should be ready to go. But he admitted versus the 76ers, where they got smoked, that they were not ready and he blamed himself for, for them not being ready, which is cute and adorable. Now, at the same time, why do you have to motivate a bunch of young guys to go out and win basketball games? Probably because they're millionaires and they probably don't give a shit, which is fine. So I understand what he's saying. But you are 40 plus games in, 45 games in. In your NBA career as a coach. You've been in the league for so long. You have a huge game. Versus a division rival. You're not in a great spot in the playoffs. You've won three in a row. And you don't have your guys ready? Are you fucking kidding me? Now, to be fair. To be fair. Jason sucked. Jalen sucked. But Joel Embiid said it was... It's easier to guard the Celtics than the Hornets because the Celtics are so ISO-heavy and the Hornets move the ball. That is such a slap in the face to Tatum, to Brown, to Eme, to his offensive system, the whole nine. But listen, if a team is saying that about you, Emei, you have to figure it out. You have to figure it the fuck out. This team cannot win regular season games with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing ISO ball. You saw that for the first four or five minutes versus the Bulls game. You really and truly did. Now, Jason Tatum did kind of take over late versus the Pacers on Wednesday night, which, you yeah, know, I'm not even a bother talking about it because it's the Pacers and they suck, but like they almost lost to the bulls because of this. And they didn't have four of their best players, three or four of their best players. Like Jason and Jalen are very good players, but every single team sees it coming and something has to happen. Something has to be different. I'm not saying something has to happen with a trade. All I'm saying is something has to happen for Emay to switch things up. More ball movement, more screens, more backdoor cut, more off ball movement, something. If you want to blame the team, sure. And the way the team's set up, sure, fine, whatever because you know if you have to pass to Dennis Schroeder for an open 3 that's tough because he is he's all over the place or you can go to Horford who can hit a shot who sometimes can't hit a shot or you can throw it over to number 12 who is more up and down than the weather in New England they they can go i mean this guy can go on an 80 run on his own versus the Pelicans, and then just suck the rest of the way. Josh Richardson, you know, I feel like he's trustworthy. NBA veteran, shoots very well from the three-point line. Sometimes maybe gets a little too selfish here and there, but that's okay. But then you have a guy like Aaron Neesmith, who's all over the place. Tatum had extremely high praise for him after the Pelicans game about coming in, being ready, showing that energy that the team needs. But may doesn't play him a lot. Now, we haven't seen Romeo Langford in a really long time, and the Celtics have won five out of six. That's all I'm saying. that's that's all I'll say but Ime has to let these guys know that yes Jalen and Jason you are the best players but it's okay to get others involved and I feel like Jason knows that but just doesn't trust the guys and I feel like Jalen's getting there but he just isn't there yet now at the same time the Celtics defense has gotten better no doubt about it it's something that I asked something I needed something I wanted because the defense sucked last year but this year they've held opponents under 100 points 14 times and they're 10 and 4 that's delicious, that's delightful, that's what we need. But things have to change from game to game. So, you know, NBA team, like, I was fortunate to sit courtside for the Pelicans game, and the Bulls game, you know, very, very blessed, and shout out to the individual who gave that to me. It was very, very kind of you. And you are the GOAT, so thank you. But, you could hear Willie Green and Billy Donovan being like, they're running the same stuff. Like they knew exactly, they were yelling at their players where they should be because they knew what was coming. And that can't happen. Switch it up a little bit. Like, ugh, it's just so frustrating. I mean, sure, the Celtics went 3-0 and this week when they had 23 assists or more. So stop the ISO shit. Be a coach and make something happen. So you're stud of the week. The Time Lord. You're dud, you're dud of the week. Imey Back to the, let's switch back real quick to the state of the team. Currently, they're 23 and 22. They currently have a winning streak. Holy fucking shit. And they currently have a winning record. Holy fucking shit. They've won five out of six games. Holy fucking shit. Currently, 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. Now, it was extremely frustrating after they beat the Bulls. At that point, they've won four out of five. They beat the Pacers twice. They beat the Bulls. I forget who they beat before the Pacers, but it doesn't really matter right now. But they literally dropped from tenth to eleventh, which means they were out of the play-in game. But they're seven and three in their last ten games. Wow! 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 Wee! Wow! wow, wow. They beat the Pacers twice last week, like I mentioned, 101 to 98 and 119 to 100. Then they got absolutely embarrassed by the Philadelphia 76ers, 111 to 99. Beat the Bills, who were shorthanded. So it wasn't an impressive win, but they won. So we'll take it, 114 to 112. And then they beat the Zionless Pelicans, 104 to 92. Now, I do have to say this about the New Orleans Pelicans. They were very active um, vocally. They like their bench was very chipper, like ready to go And for a team that's playing as poorly as it is. They're ready to, they, they just seem to be having fun. And I, I wonder if the Boston Celtics can do that. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem like the team's having a lot of fun right now. But anyways, this week, three games, two of them are very important. Wednesday night versus the Hornets at the garden, 7.30 PM. That's important game number one. And then Friday night at 7.30, at the garden against the portland trailblazers and then important game number two sunday in washington dc versus the wizards at 3 30 p.m and you can watch that because well <laughs> the patriots lost damn it Ugh. that was so embarrassing wasn't it but hey i went to the bruins game they won in overtime that was pretty cool sat in my celtic season ticket spot for the bruins game wow you could see everything it was be it was nuts all right So this is going to be a shorter podcast this week because it's my birthday and I can do what I want, Uh, but preview of three games this week. The Hornets game. This is a very important game. This is a good team. This is a team that's good, not great, but good, and currently a game and a half of the Celtics in the standings. I believe they're in the seventh spot right now uh, behind the Nets, the Cavs, the Heat, the Bulls, the 76ers, and the Bucks it's not in that order in any way, shape, or form. And this is kind of a weird time in the NBA right now because Zach Levine could be out for a while with the Bulls, which could affect them. He's having an issue with his knee. Kevin Durant is out four to six weeks. The Bucks are going to be the Bucks. How long is this going to last? Yes, I just burped and I don't care. Uh, how long is this going to last for the Cleveland Cavaliers? The Wizards just absolutely destroyed this Philadelphia 76ers, so they're very up and down. I mean, they've been playing great, so it's and the Miami Heat are about to get Bam out of bio back. So, this is if maybe the Celtics can't get maybe the fifth seed, but they should be shooting for that sixth seed so they don't have to play any extra basketball and play in that playing game, get some time off, especially for the old guys like Al Horford, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, this Hornets game, in my opinion, is very important, and this five out of six, seven out of ten. The amount of games that they've been winning has been delightful, but they're winning games that they should win, but they're losing games that, you know, maybe show some fight. And this is a perfect example of it. If you can win this game, you're going to be half a game out of the seventh seed. I love that. Now, Kelly Oubre, very good player for them. Lefty, three-point shooter, athletic wing defender, the whole nine. He's out due to healthy healthy and safety. (laughs) Health and safety protocols. If he's back, he could be a threat versus the Celtics team for sure. Now, the Hornets they're the second highest scoring team in the NBA. They love to run, run, run. They play with the second highest pace in the league. That just shows that they just love to go, go, go. Now the Celtics have the 25th fastest pace. There's only 30 teams in the NBA. That means the Celtics are like the fifth slowest team in the NBA. This second... Highest pace team that is the Charlotte Hornets. I don't even know if that was a sentence that made sense, but I don't care. They just get rebounds, throw an out pass, and they just go. They just go. It's it's literally everything. Every single thing you learned when you were younger. Get the rebound, look for the guard, pass it, and just run. That's all that it was. Now. This is a game where Aaron E. Smith could be used to get everywhere because he doesn't care about his body in any way, shape, or form. He will literally catch up to you. He may follow you. It may be frustrating, but he'll give that unbelievable effort. Now, the other thing that kind of sucks about playing the Hornets, minus the fact that they love to run, 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 they're also the fourth best three-point shooting team in the league. So please say it with me now. Don't try to outshoot the Charlotte Hornets. This is a game where the Celtics defense has to get back and make everyone on the Hornets team feel uncomfortable, whether that's uh, Ball or Rozier or Hayward or Bridges or Washington or whoever. This is an important game for the Celtics. It really is. The Hornets are good. They're not great. That's why they're the seventh seed. And they're only a game and a half above you. This is one of those games where if As a Celtics fan, sure, we can be like, oh my God, they played so well against the Pacers. Yeah. Oh, they lost against the 76ers. That sucks. This is going to be one of those games where you're like, okay, this is a legit win, and now you're starting to play some good basketball. And that's what we need, and that's what I have to have for my birthday. Anyways, the Trailblazers game. Mentioned that. That was Friday, 7.30, TD Garden. This game, not as important as the Hornets game or the Wizards game on Sunday, but they are on a big-time East Coast road trip without Damian Lillard, who's going to be out for a while, and Norman Powell, one of their starters, is also out with health and safety protocols, could be back for Friday. We'll see. The Portland Trailblazers um, road trip is actually insane. They've played the Nuggets, the Wizards, the Magic, they play the Heat on Wednesday, and then they come to us. And you have to take advantage of this. Rob should be back, so Nurkic shouldn't be a problem, and the rest of the focus should be back on CJ McCollum, which is a great story now that he's back. He had a collapsed lung a few weeks, uh, two months ago? Yeah, maybe eight to ten weeks ago, and he's back. So it's great to see CJ McCollum, one of the better players in the league, back and healthy Glad, you know, everything works out because having a collapse lung, that I mean, that's scary. I mean, I'm not worried about Robert Covington, I'm not worried about Nasir Little, I'm not worried about Anthony Simons or Snell. This should be another win for the Celtics. The Celtics legitimately have an opportunity to win every single game this week. And I know I say that from time to time. Now, I didn't think they were gonna beat the 76ers or the Bulls. Now, if Zach Levine was playing, huh, they would have got smoked by the Bulls, but I I didn't know that when I was recording the podcast, because it happened afterwards. Anyways. Here's the thing. If the Celtics win all three games this week, we could literally be like, oh my God, they've won eight out of nine. We're looking good. We're looking great. And remember in February, Jason Tatum, that's when he starts getting going. And that's what I love to hear and think about. And it should be lovely. So the Hornets game is going to be tough, but it's a game where this basketball team should be able to win the trailblazers game. That's I don't want to say it's a must win. It's like you have to win that game. The trailblazers. Sure. They just beat the magic. Wow great who doesn't beat the magic like you know what i'm saying so sunday wizards 330 in washington dc (sighs) i mean the wizards started off hot kind of cooled off and now here they are they're in the eighth spot they're half a game of the half a game ahead of the celtics they've won uh four to six or no what did i write what did i see oh they've won six out of ten sorry my bad. They're 6-4 and, f- they're six and four in their last 10 games. Bradley Beal is back from them from getting COVID, and they just destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers. Kuzma absolutely threw down an unbelievable dunk on Joel Embiid. It was absolutely crazy. Now, this game is all about energy. I don't care about the Wizards, what, like what the Wizards do well, what the Wizards do great. I don't care about any of that. Beal brings in energy. Kuzma brings it as well. But we cannot let Montrezl Harrell, get going. We cannot let him beat us again. The Celtics have lost to the Wizards twice this year. And in those two games, Montrez Harrell has averaged 23 points, 17 rebounds, and two assists. His season average is 14 and seven. So can someone match his fucking energy for the love of God? He's averaging nine points and 10 boards more than his season average against the Celtics this season. Someone has to box him out. Someone has to match his energy and you can win that basketball game. Someone match the scoring of Beal. Don't let Kuzma get going. Match the goddamn energy of Bontrez Harrell for the love of God. Please. Please. That's all I ask. It's all I ask. Thank you so much. All right. That's it for episode 149 of the Banner Banter podcast this week. Thanks so much for listening as always, especially on my birthday. I really appreciate all the support as always. I can't believe next week's going to be episode 150, which will be out on Monday. Today is Tuesday. Didn't want to release one due to Martin Luther King holiday, the fact that the cells were playing at 1230, etc., etc. So you can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll f- talk to you next week. Stay safe. Go get vaccinated. Wear your masks. Stay warm. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life... To- the Boston Celtics I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston I did my very best to please each and every one of you good night